there's a movie called Rust and Bone. A young man is in the mountains in Europe somewhere training to be a boxer and it's winter and it's snowing. And his young son, who's about four or five years old, um, comes up for the weekend and um, they're out playing in the snow and they've been sledding and sliding and skating and they come to this frozen lake and they're sliding along on the frozen lake and their dad turns around to urinate and he turns back and he sees the sled out there in the middle of the lake and he doesn't see his child. So he um, runs out to where the sled is and he sees a hole in the ice and the ice is covered with snow so he's brushing frantically brushing the snow off the ice and he can't find the child and then he sees the child under the ice and they show you the child floating under the ice and the man is a boxer and he takes his fists and he bangs on the ice and bangs on the ice and bangs on the ice well that image of your child drowning under the ice and not being able to get at the child to save him that to me is what it's like to be a parent of a person with BPD. And it's what it's like to be the child of or the partner of. It's the sense of being helpless, of watching somebody in extreme danger, pain, um, threatened by life and being unable to do anything about it. I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. I hope you guys enjoyed that clip. That was Valerie Poor. She is the founder of Tara for BPD, and she discusses borderline personality disorder on a series of YouTube videos as part of that borderliner notes series that I was telling you about in previous episodes. So definitely go on, check that out. Today we're going to be talking about relationships, and I just thought that that quote was so appropriate um, for us to really start talking about what it is like for someone to love us and how we can improve our relationships. So a few episodes ago, I was talking about borderline personality disorder and why it affects our relationships. I mean, there are several reasons, right? But one of the biggest ones is that we have this belief that, you know, we're trying to find a relationship where the person that we fall for will never leave us, will they'll never disagree with us, and they'll never disapprove of us. And that's just not realistic, right? People are going to leave us. People are going to disagree with us. People are going to disapprove of us. And that goes for any relationship, actually, not just romantic relationships, but our parents, our family, our friends, you know, we have that expectation of those and that those are really high expectations. Not only that, but remember we talked about splitting and the theory of mind where people with borderline personality disorder often have an inability to see that other people have thoughts, feelings, and behaviors and perceptions that are separate from their own. So that also makes relationships really difficult, right? So then the question is, well, what do I do? How do I improve my relationships? So the first thing that I really want to talk about is the anger that we hold on to and our tendency to be selfish in a relationship, right? So when I say that 
We expect people to never leave us or disagree with us or disapprove of us. I mean, that is setting a really high expectation for people because I'm sure if we look at ourselves in the mirror, you know, I know I can speak for myself when I was in, you know, the throes of the disorder that I disapproved of others. I disagreed with people. I definitely, you know, left people or ghosted people. And I think that there's a tendency for us as, you know, oh, well, we have borderline personality disorder. So, you know, I feel really deeply. I, you can't leave me, but it doesn't really work the other way around. We can be very, very selfish because of this, you know, theory of mind splitting behavior. And people, you know, we don't want people to leave us, but we tell them to, oh, you know, you you don't love me, leave. You know, that conversation, right? And then when they do leave, what do we do? Punish them? Maybe we call them over and over again or we shut them out. And if they do come back to us, it's almost impossible for them to soothe us. And we become incredibly unforgiving. So borderline personality disorder, it comes with a lot of truths. If you're out there and you're listening and you want to improve your relationship, remember that we want what we want and we want it now. And it doesn't matter that our tantrums and our expectations are unrealistic or that our actions and behaviors often hurt others. When we're in the throes of emotional dysregulation, we expect near immediate communication. So, you know, when you get in an argument with someone and you're texting them and you expect them to text you right back, or even if you just fall for someone and you're, you know, a month or two in a relationship and you text that person and they don't text you back to the end of the workday. I mean, they shouldn't have to work. They should be focused on you because you're focused on them. And I know a lot of people do that. I used to do that. Another thing we do is we assume that everyone around us has negative intentions that everyone around us is sort of out to get us. We assume that people can read our minds. And if, it, if they can't read our minds, they should learn to because they don't love us if they don't read our minds. We don't care that our partners have to work or that they have friends that they want to connect with. You know how many times like I had a tantrum because somebody I was dating wanted to go out and hang out with their friends? I, I hear stories of this with clients too. Or maybe... You know, a client has a partner that's working and they have a panic attack, but they want to call and text and blow up their partner's phone. And I say, well, don't use, you know, they're working. And my client will be like, well, I know, but what about me? What about me? And so we, we do really have this very selfish worldview, especially when we are in some kind of mood or we need validation. And the truth is that other people don't matter when we're in those moments. Only what we want and what we need matters. Tell me that that's not tyranny. We don't care in those moments that other people hurt too. We don't. Because we want them to see that we're hurt. How about when our partners are depressed and we can't handle it because, well, they should be taking care of us. People with borderline personality disorder, we are so good at creating stories in our head to confirm that other people don't love us, they don't care about us, and then we start arguments based on those stories. 
without ever actually telling other people how we feel. We just expect people to know. And in the end, we become the very tyrants that we claim to hate. Bullies. Think about that. How many times have you bullied your partner, your parent, your family member, or your child? Then the people that are close to us, what do they do? The only thing they can do, they clam up. Talk about triggers. We become so self-focused that we want other people to avoid our quote-unquote triggers. But what about the people who are in relationship with us? They hesitate to tell us the truth. They don't want to tell us when they're going out or why they didn't answer our, their phone when you texted them right back. How about when they like a photo of an, a, somebody that you perceive to be attractive on social media? They're not allowed to do that. So they lie to you. And then we can get them on being liars, but they lie to keep you calm. Resentment builds for partners with people of people with BPD. But you know what's incredible? They stay. That's one thing that amazes me is that people with borderline personality disorder, they get partners that stay. While we cry because we have been abused, we actively abuse our partners, our friends, our family members, even our children. While we cry that we have never been validated, we actively invalidate the experiences of the very people that love us. We actively invalidate the reality. Those are really difficult truths. But our need for validation, our need to be heard, our need to be acknowledged gets in the way of our ability to see the needs of others. So if you want to have better relationships, the first thing that you have to do is start to become more self-aware of when you have unrealistic expectations for the people that love you and when you expect them to just take your emotions without you ever looking outside of yourself to see if they need support, help, or love. And the second thing that you can do is start learning the definition of love. What is love? And does your love, the love that you say that you're giving to the person that's, that has this relationship with you, does it actually look like love? At its core, I think love is help. Everybody is having a hard time. So love is really devotion to their struggle. It's when you're committed to helping somebody with their life, helping them to suffer less you know, helping them to manage their minds and their emotions. I think love is a deep desire for our loved one's growth and their blossoming and their all-around well-being. When you love somebody, you want them to feel good. You want them to be happy and you want to see them succeed in life. And love really demands an in-depth understanding of their hopes and their dreams and their fears, their needs and trauma. I think love is giving and sharing our gifts for the purpose of nurturing them and empowering them and helping them to create their greatest joys. That was an awesome quote by Will Smith. So I have to give a shout out to one of my coaching clients. She found that as she's doing some relationship and BPD coaching with me and she shared it with us on our Facebook group from Borderline to Beautiful. And I wanted to share that with you all. So what is love? 
Well, love isn't selfish and it's not tyrannical. Love is choosing to treat others the way that you want to be treated. So you really want to look at whether or not your love looks like love. When you're in the throes of a tantrum, does your love look like love? Would you want to be treated that way? And if you're thinking, but I have pain, but I have trauma, but I have, I understand. Everybody has had their own share of pain and trauma and their own journey in life, of course. But that doesn't give us the right to take our pain and bully other people and cut down our people that we say that we love. So when you're assessing your relationship, ask yourself, do I love that person? Do I really actually love them? Or do I love them when it suits me? Do I love them when I'm in a good mood? Another thing I've talked about on previous podcasts is, or previous episodes, is that people with borderline personality disorder don't really have a firm grasp on the idea of unconditional love. So they think that, you know, we think that if somebody does something to hurt us, then they automatically don't love us anymore. Or if we do something inappropriate, then the person that we're in relationship with will cut off, will shut off or cut the relationship off. But that's not love. Love is not conditional. True love doesn't get taken away just because, you know, we're in the middle of a tantrum. And that goes for us too. If you love someone, don't take your love away when you don't get what you want. And this goes all the way back to what we talked about in terms of moral compass work. So now it's starting to come together, right? If love, being someone who's loving, is on your moral compass, then you need to make your choices align with treating others the way you'd want to be treated. What about being honest? Do you tell the truth? Do you say what's on your mind or do you expect your partner to read your mind? So if honesty is on your moral compass, make sure that your actions and choices align with that. How about forgiveness? If you wrote forgiveness on your moral compass when you did that exercise a few episodes ago and you get angry with your partner and you don't let go and you dig your heels in and hold on to that, go back to your moral compass work. Is that love? Is love repeatedly punishing and making people that you love, that you say that you love, pay for mistakes they made in the past? And what if they did that to you? What if you were able to have a night out with your friends And you're the person who wants your partner to text you back right when you text them. But let's say you get to go out with your friends and your partner's at home and they're, you know, they're lonely. So they start texting you. Are you going to text them right back? Are you going to have your phone on you just waiting for them to text you even though like this is your night out and you're doing your thing? You really want to think about your behaviors and how it impacts the person that you're in a relationship with. And that's where, you know, a lot of the times I will tell people initially when I'm coaching them, make sure you tell the truth. And people say, oh, I do, I do, I tell the truth. Okay, awesome. That goes for everything. It's not just saying I brushed my teeth when I didn't, or I ate a donut when, or I ate a salad, excuse me, when I actually ate a donut. It's like, if you say I love this person and your actions don't align with love, then that's not telling the truth. And that's where, you know, having a solid moral compass is so important. 
If you don't know what you stand for, then you're just going to allow your emotions to choose the action that you take. And then what you do is you take the person who wants to be in a relationship with and you just plow right over them. You plow over their reality, their thoughts, their feelings, and their perceptions. So ask yourself, does your love look like love? Can you meet your own expectations that you set for others? Ask yourself that. Make a list of all of the things that you expect of the person you're in a relationship with. Is it your mom? Is it your dad? Your sister? Your brother? You know, your boyfriend? Your girlfriend? Your partner? Write down what you expect them to be. Every single thing. What do you expect of them? And then turn the paper over. And I want you to write everything that they're actually capable of. And once you've done that, I want you to go back to your expectation list. And I want you to scan them to see if you can weed out all the expectations that are selfish and tyrannical that you wouldn't meet if, it were, if the tables were turned. Take those out. Then look at what the person's capable of. Are you repeatedly expecting someone to be some, someone they're not just so that it will soothe your emotions? These are really difficult things, but, you know, this is the work that will create change. Remember that we spend a lot of our life being told that we're crazy or we're this or we're that, you know, we're invalidated, right? Some of us, maybe most of us, grew up in an invalidating social environment. So the last thing that I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, the last thing that I want to do is be the person who's invalidating to the person, the other person that's in relationship with me. Are you tired of feeling frustrated, resentful, or disconnected from your family, friends, and partner? Thrive. Mind Body LLC Mindset Coaching and Counseling can help you. Visit us on the web at thriveonlinecounseling.com. Again, that's thriveonlinecounseling.com. And receive 10% off your first session pack with coupon code THRIVE10. See you then. All right, so I started a thread on our Facebook group for some question and answers around borderline personality disorder. So I'm going to take one question from that thread, and then I'm going to answer a question from a listener. So this question comes from Monica, and Monica wants to know, what can someone with borderline personality disorder do if they have an unsupportive partner? Someone who's not interested in learning what learning about borderline personality disorder or someone who's only getting their information from one source and then you know the partner that blames everything on borderline personality disorder so I actually had a conversation with Monica a little bit about this but I thought it would be great to put it all on the podcast so my question back to her was how do we know if our partners aren't supportive if we are selfish you know, so before you jump into assuming that your partner is not supportive, I really want you to listen and you know, give some thought to the things I said in this episode. 
to figure out whether or not your partner has built up resentment from you know behaviors and things that have happened in the past because if that's the case and you know they just might need you to turn towards them and be gentle with them to help them see you know what borderline personality disorder is and that it's just not all bad maybe their association is your with borderline personality disorder is your tantrum i mean that's I mean, think about that. Makes them want to walk on eggshells and clam up. However, in any relationship, you know, BPD or not, there's going to be situations where we have to deal with unsupportive partners. So the question that Monica posed was, well, you know, what do I what do I do if my person is just unsupportive? Well, I mean, you have choices. You want to ask yourself why you are with that person if they aren't supportive of you being in a relationship with someone means the person that's in that relationship with you should have your back you should be able to rely on that person and they should be able to rely on you so if you can't rely on someone to the point where you get diagnosed with a chronic not a chronic excuse me with a serious mental illness or if you can't rely on that person you know to tell you the truth or to seek out therapeutic support with you so that they can help you better the relationship because of the borderline personality disorder. And then, you know, I ask you, what are you doing in that relationship? And again, this is after you've already done work to figure out whether or not there's built up resentment and whether or not you're just perceiving your partner to be unsupportive when maybe they are or they just don't know how. But with any relationship, and I do coaching outside of BPD, I always say, like, if your partner isn't supportive, you have to make choices about whether or not you want to be in a relationship with someone who is not going to have your back. It doesn't sound like a good relationship to me. If there's a person out there who says that they love you and they wouldn't go to bat for you, they wouldn't fight for you. Love is unconditional. Love doesn't come with, oh, I love you today, but you have BPD and you're having a tantrum, so I don't love you through that, and I don't really want to learn about it. Just think about that. All right, this question comes from Christy. Christy says, hi, I listen to all of Rose's podcasts, and I wanted to ask her a question. Her relationship seems a lot like mine is now. My boyfriend and I have been together almost four years. We broke up a couple of times, got right back together, and now he really wants to take a break because of this disorder, and he wants me to get better. We actually live in different states, so it's a long-distance relationship and very difficult already. But my question to Rose is, when her and her now husband took that long break for six months, did they keep in touch? My ex-boyfriend keeps calling and FaceTiming and texting me, and I don't know what the right thing is to do. Hey, Christy. Well, first of all, thanks for reaching out to me. I received your question. Um, Okay, so when Jay and I took that long break for six months, no, we didn't keep in touch because he needed to set very clear boundaries with me. In your situation, it sounds like your boyfriend doesn't really want the break, but he is having a hard time tolerating some of the negative aspects of the disorder. Um, In terms of whether or not, in terms of what the right thing to do is, that's a hard question to answer. I mean, what do you think the right thing to do is? Do you think that you need to set a boundary with him in order to work on yourself? Or do you feel like it's mixed signals, him continuing to call you, yet saying that 
he wants to be broken up. Hopefully the episode today helps. You know, I would just say, like, remember that whenever we're in a relationship with someone and we have borderline personality disorder, we end up railroading over them and really making them feel like they don't have a voice and that their reality doesn't count and it's all about us. So if you have been having unrealistic expectations of him or if, you know, some of the things that I said today apply to you, just make sure that you're not setting him up to fail and make the choice that aligns with your moral compass. I hope that's helpful. It's difficult without a lot more information. um, But I would say a break's a break, right? So if he wants to break up with you, break up. But if he wants to work on the relationship with you, then, you know, maybe you guys can get counseling. They have online counseling and coaching, you know, our company does it. I know that there are some other companies out there that will do it for you guys in different states. So maybe it's not the break that he wants. So I would go back to him, have a conversation and ask him what he actually wants and write it down so that you can look at it later on in your more logical mindset to figure out what where the truth lay. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Christy. Okay, thanks for listening. That was from Borderline and Beautiful, a production of Thrive Mind Body LLC, online coaching that helps frustrated individuals, resentful couples, and disconnected families navigate through tough times. Visit us on the web at thriveonlinecounseling.com. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Anchor or Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or any app that you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get a new episode every Monday. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Some of you had some comments and questions from the last episodes, and I'd love to hear whatever questions you have, too. Just download the Anchor mobile app, search for From Borderline to Beautiful, and tap the message button to send me a voice message. We'll have all those links in the show description. Okay, we made it. Thanks again for listening. I'm Rose Skeeters, and I'll be back next week with another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. Talk to you then.